Right, pleased to welcome, I'd say pleased to welcome, Dom Allen from uh, <laughs> Over the Trent podcast, Nottingham Forest podcast. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm a big cricket fan, so England are doing all right. But for Forest, I'm not too good. It's been a pretty miserable start to the season. The game we're just about to talk about, I think when the re- fixtures got released, I think Forest fans were counting how many goals is it going to be? 10, 9, maybe if we're unlucky, 8. But now it looks like we might concede that number. Um, it's not been a great start to the season, so I'm pretty down about that. But overall, I'm pretty good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm looking forward to it when I didn't think <laughs> I would be looking forward to it because the way the season's gone, I mean, you've had a summer of being able to laugh at us, everything that's been going on, but... We've had not a bad start. You take 10 minutes of madness out at Peterborough and we're unbeaten and we're about fourth in the league. So it's not been a bad start and I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, I, I can understand why you're excited. But yeah, we've had the off-season of off-season you've had of regular season and we've had, you've had the off-season we've had of the regular season. They've both been so contrasting and you'd expect Derby to, you know, fold under the amount of pressure there is and obviously the fan support has dwined and like, when I've seen Derby Pride Park, it's been pretty empty, but you're doing really well. And that's quite sickening for me to say it. And Wayne Rooney seems to be working and Forrest, despite our fantastic support, uh, support uh, highest away attendances and highest home attendances, I have to get that one in there. Um, we're doing really badly. We're doing really badly. Well, the difference is you've got a ticket office and we haven't. So <laughs> I think that helps. <laughs> what, what do you think's gone wrong so far this season what is it about the club at the minute I've read a lot about style of play, style of play and he's quite boring and defensive and he's not really playing um, what do you think it is that's it's not quite clicked um, I really think it's the manager unfortunately and I'm not I'm not one of these Forest fans that wants to get rid of a new manager every five minutes but the football is terminably dull it is so boring there's a 4-2-3-1 formation so that's usually Colback or Yates, you know, players who Derby fans will recognise as quite clumsy players. I think we've given they've given away quite important fouls in Derby games. They're just not giving the ball up front. And last year, Forrest only scored two goals or more in seven games. And it's just miserable watching Forrest because Forrest, it, I've always been told, had this great creative now. So there's always be that player who could do that little bit of magic and we've always had that but Mighton and Johnson and even Joe Lolly have been really sort of strangled by this defensive six at the back culture we've got with Hewton and what I'd notice is a lot of the Forest fans are clapping the, the players when they come over and clap after another disappointing loss but as soon as that final whistle goes there's a massive boo for Chris Hewton and I think he's so unimagin- unimaginative mm. there's no sort of plan B and I'd say Cluffy summed it up very well a good team needs a good manager. And I think this team's okay. I don't think it's promotion worthy, but the manager just doesn't, he wants a different squad to what he's got. And personally, I think if you're a championship manager, you must be able to work with any tools. And I think going for just plan A, plan A, plan A, and it not working is really endangering to his job and for a season because we're nearly in September and we haven't got a point on the board. Can you see where the next point is coming from? Is it one of them at the minute where you can't see him get a win? Oh, well, I would say against Derby, but even then I'm not too confident. Um, if I'm honest, I don't see us going to Pride Park and getting a win. I think Ben Osborne's goal was the last time we got a win there, if I'm wrong. Um, we've got we've got quite a few draws there. 
But I just think it's the perfect time to get rid of Hewton with the September international break. And if we're, go- if we're honest, going to a ground that isn't a great hunting ground for us. So I can see if we just get a draw, and I think Derby would be happy with a draw, it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. And Forrest would definitely be very unconvinced with a draw. I think Hewton's going to go, even if we get a draw. He has to win on Saturday. And I personally don't see that happening against a relatively informed Derby side. I was going to ask you that. Regardless of the result, would you still do you still think it's the right time for, for Hewton to step aside? Or, or, or can you not sack him if you win? I don't think we can sack him if we win. Um, I do the Overtramp podcast with ERN and my co-host this year is a Brighton fan. So he got to experience the brilliance of Chris Hewton, getting him up from Brighton, you know, a team that hadn't been in the top division since the 80s. And, you know, they played quite attractive football. I think they scored over 100 goals one year in all competitions. And he's just saying that Hewton, when he gets on a roll, can really work. And he says, if we do win on Saturday, this could be the changing point. Forrest, bad start, yes, but... Things weird things have happened. The championship is a very weird league. Dean Smith got Aston Villa up from a very bad position much later in the season. So why can't a win against Derby be the sort of right we move from here moment? But a draw, and if we play boring, boring football, I, I can see him going. And that's not something I'm proud of. And there's not many managers I can see replacing him because who would want the current Forest squad and who would want to be inherit a position at the bottom of the championship? Who would your choice be if you could if you could handpick anybody to come in and, and take over? Well, Pep Guardiola. I've heard he's turned it down, um, unfortunately. <laughs> There's obviously, um, we'd have to think. And last night, I genuinely thought, what about someone like Harry Redknapp? But I just think he's too old now. Eddie Howe, I don't think is the right person. I think he's too linked with Bournemouth. He's too part of the Bournemouth identity to move to a different club. I know he's a great manager, but I just don't see him working with a considerably bigger club like Forest, I think that there's too much pressure and I think Bournemouth they were always happy to be in the Premier League whereas I think Forest want to get to the Premier League and our owners really want us to get even Europa Conference in the next few years I think from what I understand so I'm not really sure who it'd be I'd love Sabri to come back Sabri the fans have not had a relationship with a manager like that since probably Billy Davis but Sabri's doing quite well in Qatar I think it is but yeah I can't see the next man coming through the door and I mean I'd be happy for anyone to take the job as long as they've got Premier League experience and Championship experience. Mm. But I can't find anyone who we haven't tried already. That's the problem. How much of the, like the situation Forrester in now do you think has come from the amount of managers in, in so little years and the changing of regime so often? Do you think that's accumulated into what's kind of happening now? The, the chopping and changing? Yeah, probably. I think what we've had 23, 24 managers since Cluffy and the start of the Premier League era. And how many have Derby had? Probably about eight or so, or maybe not eight, but a lot less than that. And we're in a very similar position. But Forrest, it's every year. I think Sabri was the first manager since Billy Davis to have a whole year and season in charge. It's, it's ridiculous. I've grown up with a manager every six months, really. And that's not, that's not going to be able to be sustainable. We're not Chelsea. We don't have the funds to do a Chelsea and swap every year and win Champions Leagues. We don't, we're not good enough to be Watford. We're not getting those managers in to get us up and then win something, whether that's a playoff or even getting to the FA Cup semi-final or final. Mm-hmm. We are playing with players. So Hewton must have seven managers players on his books last year, which goes back to Philip Montagna, I think. 
And obviously, I think when you go into a job, you have to work the, work with the tools you're given. And I really don't think that's a good enough excuse to say, oh, I don't have the good enough players. You're a manager. These are championship players. Find a way of working with it. But it's going to catch up with us. It has to. And I think it is now. And there's a lot of young players coming through our academy. Uh, Lawrence Gabriel, Alex Might and Brennan Johnson, really exciting players. And hopefully this might be the, we'll get Hewton gone or we'll stick with Hewton. And then we're just going to really stick with someone and let these young players really grow into mature players. Would you be willing, and do you think the Forest fans would be willing to give someone a season, maybe two seasons to build and maybe have a couple of mid-table mediocre finishes, but yeah. they're building something and bringing them players through? Would, would you think that'd be, the Forest fans would be willing to, to be patient? Yeah, I think we were very much with Ito Karanka. And then he left of his own accord. He wasn't sacked after the Chelsea FA Cup, but which has never really been quite understood what happened there. I think he fell out with the ownership. And Karang had one year where we finished about 18th. It was very safe. We were nowhere near relegation. Then he got to eighth and we're thinking, okay, here we go. And then it just fizzled out really. And we haven't really had a man, who, a manager, sorry, who has deserved not to be fired, I think. Martin O'Neill, I think, was just a stopgap in between Karanka and O'Neill and, and Sabri, sorry. Sabri, the way he went, I think he had to go. It was a hangover. And Hewton at the moment, four losses in a row, internally dull football. I think in the last 22 games, we've only won something like four games, which is sackable in any club. And I think Forest fans are desperate to have a structure. Look at Brentford. They've had an absolute solid structure. Look at Wickham. These clubs that are not the best financially supported, very small insular clubs, but they're getting to heights they'd never dreamed of before. The championship for Wickham, they almost survived. If your point deduction went through, they would have stayed up and Brentford doing absolutely amazingly in the Premier League. I think we do need to go for a money ball approach and I think we've got the Barnsley CEO uh, who's come in. I'm not sure what is, if he's CEO or chairman. I, I'm not too good with technical terms like that. But I think there is going to be a shift in the culture at Forest to go from a Watford-esque new manager, new manager, new manager to a Brentford, right, we're going to stick with this. We're going to try and work out a way that works for us at a financially sustainable point. Because I don't think at the moment we're in either camp. We're just sort of malingering down a path to League One, which isn't fun for the fans. I think the difference between, I think Derby are similar to Forest in, in that way, but I think that Derby and Forest is an, kind of an expectation because some of the fans have seen success and yeah. I've seen Derby in the Premier League and eighth in the Premier League and, and Forest have been in the playoffs and they've obviously, I don't know if they've, you've ever heard about it, but you won two European Cups. Because we're big clubs in the Championship, there's an expectation of success and the fans can get on the back, whereas like a Brentford and a Wickham, they kind of just plod along with it don't they and there's no there's not that pressure on it and I think that's a massive factor from from both Derby and Forest fans and I think that's why Derby have probably done a little bit better this season because we know we're in we know we're in trouble and we're getting behind them no matter what we're not getting on the backs because we know it's not the players faults that they're out there and we know it's not Rooney's fault so there's no there's nothing coming and I think that helps and I think that might be a big factor in it that there's a big expectation around both our clubs to be be back up there isn't they yeah, I think the support Derby had on the last day, I know there, was no, there wasn't anyone in the ground, was there? But the Derby players went out to just outside the ground and celebrated with the fans. Fair play to you guys, because as a Forest fan, firstly, I thought, what a joke, they're celebrating, surviving. But then I thought, the amount of pressure that club is under, 
the fans to stay with them, as much as I dislike Derby, I've got to respect that. I have to respect that. And that was the, it felt almost 70s-esque in its relationship with players and fans. And I thought that was a really brilliant moment in club football. But like you said, we're two massive clubs and Copper 90 produced documentaries about Forest and we've got I Believe in Miracles when we just go over and over and over again, that glorious period but we're not in that glorious period. We don't have a mastermind anymore. If you look at Forest before Clough, bar two FA Cups, we were where we are. And I think there needs to be a bit of revisionism on Forest at the moment that we aren't, sometimes we're not always going to be a Premier League team. I know for the past 30, 40 years, we were a top division and then a Premier League team. But at the moment, we're sort of going back to where we were before Clough. And that's fine, but I don't think the expectation Clough has built up and it's not his fault at all, but it's unsustainable for Forrest. We weren't a massive club before him and we don't have a genius to sustain that expectation. And we've just almost ridden that roller coaster of Clough of going up and coming back down. And we are where we were before him now. Who do we watch out for from a, from a Derby perspective tomorrow from the Forest squad? Who's, who's the shining lights? Oh, well, it depends what Hewton plays because James Garner, if he comes into the squad, he is one of the best players. That, he scored a great goal against you guys last year. One of one of the best goals of the season. And he's, he's, he scores freak goals. My Man United mates, because I'm from Bristol, a lot of people support Man United. Obviously. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> they, all, they all rate him really highly for what they've seen at the under-23s double. And what I saw last year, he was sensational and he can really pick up a game speed. And he's not, he's not one of those... Premier League youngins who come down to the championship and get bullied. He can stand his own ground. He can be creative and yet sturdy. But the person I'd worry the most about, and it, this is only if he plays because he's in and out with um, under Hewton, is Alex Mighton. He is absolutely rapid. Just he's got utter wheels and he's really worked on his finishing game. One of the biggest criticisms I had under him for Sadbury, when he was really young, I, I didn't want to say his career's over, but I just said, if he's only got pace, we can't use him at a top championship level. But now he's working on his finishing game, his creation game. Him and Johnson, when they work together, Brennan Johnson, who was at Lincoln, tore up League One and is just starting to get on the ball at Forest. Those two, if they connect, Derby could be in real trouble. Have you got Yagielka, is it? Yes, yeah. yeah. I can see Mighton and Johnson, two rapid players running circles around him. But that's only if we don't go for this 4-2-3-1, boring, boring football that but I don't think it's going to change anything for this big game because James Aldred who might have been on this podcast for the over to the Trent a uh, great guy Everton fan he compared it to the Merseyside derby uh, the East Midlands derby Everton don't want to lose that and I think Forest and Derby both don't want to lose so they settle with a draw most of the time so I think we will see quite defensive structure from Forest I'm not sure what Derby have been playing but I can see them if you just dominate the ball with can you guys dominate the ball can you have yeah yeah Derby I've been having a lot of the ball in, in the games and and it's just being patient with the ball and getting the people like Ravel Morrison on the ball and because you've got a lot of youngsters um, yeah. and experienced back uh, experienced back four I mean I, th I think the centre off partnership that we're playing tomorrow is a combined age of 75 <laughs> Davis and Jagielka but it's working at the minute but yeah it's, it's a lot of just keeping the ball and just waiting for that opening yeah and I think if you guys hold on to the ball and have 60-70% possession, you will find that gap. Figueredo or and Scott McKenna, I think, will be our centre-backs, or even Gaetan Bong, right? Oh, no. 
Oh, I'd love to know this. For Gay Tang, is Gay Tang Bong a joke to Derby fans? Because he is in Forest fans. Because yeah, yeah, I've not heard, not heard it. Not that. Oh I've heard. my god, it is like watching a car crash. Just every time he comes onto the pitch, he's had good games and good moments for Forest. But even in the good games, I thought he played quite well against um, what was it, Coventry? Mm. He, he punched a, he punched one of the Coventry players in the face, and it's like this this isn't good, lad. You can't be doing this. And yeah, I think our back four without Joe Worrell lacks communication and lacks structure and obviously oh, we, we don't really have any fullbacks I don't think uh, Gabriel got sent off I think and he's suspended Bong's just come back 2-2 he's an Arsenal young and coming down but I'm not sure he's quite good enough to be playing in this fixture and it's such a shame because we've gone from two of the best left and right back combination with Ribeiro and Cash under Sabri and now well our fullbacks are absolutely dire We've gone from deadly to dire in a, <laughs> within two seasons. So I'm really, I don't think our defensive structure is strong enough. I don't think the two in front of the, the added protection, I don't think they're, they're too clumsy. I think the best way to say it, they'll give away free kicks. And Ravel Morrison scored a free kick, wasn't it, uh, two weeks ago? It, it was a volley. Oh, I can't see him, yeah, but he, yeah, but he, can't, he is capable of scoring. Yeah. And was it Yozriak, Um, obviously scored a free kick at the City ground last year. I'm not sure if you guys still have him. But we're very susceptible to giving away fouls and then in a set piece, mm. conceding. And I think the last two goals Derby have scored against Forest, or two of the, two of the last three, have been from set pieces. That yeah. one at Pride, the last two, at, oh no, there was a volley, wasn't there? Because in Richards, great volley. But the two before that were both set piece goals. Yeah. And I think Forest are really susceptible to that. And my dad tells me stories about going to League Cup games at Wembley and being not not too uh, concrete in his belief of our set-piece defending. And it's happening again. So whilst we've gone from... We've taken all the good stuff from Clough's era and we've lost it. We've taken all the bad stuff, that um, susceptibility to set-pieces. We've kept that. We've really kept that. So it's not looking good for Forrest. Our attack is pretty poor. Zero shots on target in the last two games. And our defence is pretty shaky. And our keeper's under question. Well, I was going to ask you about Samba. Oh, I love him. But I I can see Horvath coming in. Horvath is a step above. I love Samba. I think he's the greatest. I won't say S-House. You know, I think your fans will know what I mean by that. He wastes time so elegantly. Um, He's just an absolute joy to watch as a Forest fan. He must be an absolute arsehake to watch as a Derby fan. But he's just been a little bit clumsy. Ball's going through his hands when he's been jumping out in the box. I think he gave away a foul. He's he's not been too good. And Horvath obviously played in the Champions League, won some trophies with America. I know the standard isn't great over there, but, you know, he's won trophies. He's a good player. He's played in the Champions League for Club Bruges. So it wouldn't surprise me if he came in, especially as he's played against Wolves and played all right, actually. I know he conceded four, which seems like a contradiction but he played quite well against Wolves. So I wouldn't surprise me if Samba is on the bench and Horvath is starting. But yeah, our team is an absolute muddled mess at the moment. So if you don't win, it's down to probably Forrest's desire to get a draw rather than our tactical now or player base. Because I'd be amazed. I've, I'm going to be honest with you. I have put money on Derby to win because during the Euros, I put money on Germany... Ukraine, Denmark and Italy all to win. And that worked quite well for England. So I'm hoping that can work for Forest, but because I can't I can't keep going to Forest game in hope without getting anything back. 
So I've put some money on Derby to win. So hopefully my bad luck in betting pays off for Forest. But um, yeah, it, it doesn't look good for Forest coming into this weekend. That's my clip for social media sorted. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen have you seen much of Derby when they've been on telly and stuff this year? Yeah, I've watched I've watched um, you know Soccer Saturday's clips and you know that Peterborough end. I thought fair play that is just a great moment for Peterborough, a club who've really struggled in the last two years and then last year went up and the year before that COVID stopped them from getting into the playoffs. And the last football game I actually went to was Peterborough Portsmouth and they had a really great atmosphere. And it's like so gutted for them that they weren't able to go to the playoffs in League One. And obviously Wickham did and went to the championship. But Peterborough, I just thought that is away fans or home fans. I can't remember where it was, just sucking the ball into the back of the net. And that's just unlucky for Derby. Forrest had that against Coventry. It just happens sometimes. But you've not been shaken by that. That's really impressed me because that the Coventry game shook Forrest to the core. And I don't think we've ever recovered from a game we should have won to a game we should have drawn to a game we've now lost. And you guys have been really consistent. And what I've seen of Ravel Morrison especially, and is it Sibley? Sibley? Yeah, Louis um, Sibley, yeah. Yeah, he's been really good from what I've seen. And it wouldn't surprise me if in the next few years he's in the Premier League even. But yeah, you guys seem to be doing quite well with the re- limited resources you guys have got. And it's sickening, really, because I thought you were going to be at the bottom. I thought you were going to be doing where we are now. I thought you'd be holding up our position. But no, we're, we're taking that spot for you at the moment. Yeah, I think it's um, you've got to give Rooney some credit that one, he stuck around, and two, he seems to be drag- dragging results from from absolutely nowhere. With I mean, a, a couple of shrewd signings getting Jagielka in and um, Ravel Morrison, um, and it's just that little bit of experience because we've got the kids that have been playing for a few years that are coming for. I say kids, like 18, 19, but I think he's been limited on what he can bring in. But what he has, he's he's near enough got his spot on what we needed just to just to yeah. get some results. What Derby have always been, I'm not going to say good at, they've always done it, is get formerly good players from the Premier League and then work with them, whether that's Ashley Cole, Wayne Rooney, um, obviously Jagielka. In the past few years, you've really utilised your manager's contact list from their playing days. And I can see that level of experience exploiting Forrest as well. I think Jagielka will be able to, let's say Derby go 1-0 up in the 30th minute, Yagielka and Davis will be able to manage the game really well. Whereas I don't think Figueredo and McKenna, if Forrest went 1-0 up, I don't think they've got the now. Certainly not Figueredo. I think McKenna maybe is a bit more of an older head, older statesman. But I just don't see that now that Derby clearly have, because you don't have the best players, but your game management is superb. I've, I've thought from the past few weeks, what you've got to get where you are is phenomenal. Bar the Peterborough game, your game management has been really good. And Forest don't have that game management. Um, that includes the players and especially the managers. Like j- 10 men against Bournemouth, 10 men Bournemouth. We're bringing on Jao Carvalho, £13 million in the 81st minute when we're a goal down. What, why is it taking that long? Hewton's always really delayed with that. I think Rooney, because he's played with the players as well, that does help. And he's played such a high standard. His game management and game knowledge is probably superior to Hewton's. And I think that is going to pay off again. And it's really hard to be positive about Forrest because despite the off-season you've had, you've got an island mentality almost. And it worked really well for Forrest with, under Billy Davis. And it just every time I think about something new for a derby, it just seems to make it harder for Forrest to win. So, yeah. <laughs> what's, your, what's your honest prediction? What do, you, what do you think the score will be? Because I'm 
I'm not very good at predicting things. I'm going to say 2-0 Derby. That seems to be, always be the score when we go to Pride Park. That or 1-1. Mm. It, I, I'm going to say 1-1. I'm going to say a moment of magic from Alex Mighton. You know, that, that corner when it's rocking at Pride Park with Forest fans, it's some of the greatest away days you'll see. And I'd love to silence that IKEA flat pack of a, of a ground. But it, my heart says 2-0 Forest. My brain says one all. Reality says 2-0 Derby, if I'm, af- I'm afraid. It doesn't look positive at the moment. But yeah, maybe that's just because I'm a very pessimistic Forest fan. Because the first game I went to was in League One. My first game my dad went to was in the top division. It just says it all how Forest have really fallen apart. Yeah, I'm going 3-1 Derby. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see us get one. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to end, mate, I was going to ask you, what's your favourite East Midlands derby memory? Let's get this oh. started. We can talk about good times. Oh, right. So my first memory I remember is Raddy Majewski absolutely hammering that ball in the first minute. Just, I grew up always being told, Robbie Savage, do not be like Robbie Savage on the football pitch. Don't moan to the referee. Don't dive. Don't complain. All this. And to see Robbie Savage's little ponytail, just, oh, it was, Brilliant, just to see. I love Raddy Majewski. He's my favourite Forest player of all time. There's no real reason I don't have a connection to him, but I just love the way he played football. That, I mean, the Lewis Graban goal, um, when, is it Jaden Bogle just passes it to him, was a great memory. That really sets us off. But, um, yeah, Forest don't have a great lot of great memories. Um, I, I can remember off the top of my head, because they're usually quite dull games. Mm-hmm. The 5-2, Robert Earnshaw... Chris Commons cupping his ear to the Brian Clough stand and then losing 5-2. Oh, good times. Um, but um, yeah, I'd say my favourite memory, probably Raddy Majewski hammering at home. And that was the 3-2 game, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Just after we, you um, you went 2-0 up against us and we won 3-2 and then you went 2-0 uh, up again. Yeah. Well, three, yeah. We nearly come back again. It was like another one. of It was a great game to watch and I'd implore anyone to watch the highlights. That and that's the Tyson game, isn't it? Where he goes in front of the Derby fans. Yeah, yeah. That that would probably be my favourite game because that was just a week or two after the Adi Bayor going to the Arsenal fans, yeah. and I think even the week before that, some Millwall player had gone in front of the West Ham away fans and incited them. And I remember it being a big part of Sky Sports coverage of the Championship that there'd been so much crowd trouble. And I was just so proud that Nathan Tyson had incited the Derby fans like that. I was only about nine, but I just thought, yeah, Nathan Tyson's my favourite player today. But yeah, there's, we've, it's sort of gone downhill in the past few years. I mean, the Ben Osborne goal, I'm sure you must hate it. He's a Derby lad. And to he's, score, he's a friend of the podcast. He's, uh, he's one of my best mates. So it was, it was really hard for me. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, uh, I, I, I think that's, <laughs> I remember I was going to cricket training, even though it was in January, I was going to cricket training. And we're just listening on this really crackly radio and it's what football's all about. And me and my dad leaving it as late as possible. And we just get a news that Ben Osborne scored and you can just hear the commentator say, and Ben Osborne makes it through and just the absolute noise coming from that little corner. It's, I think a lot of Forest fans remember that as one of the best away days of all time because Stuart Pearce on the pitch, arms aloft and Britt Sombolonga, just everyone it just all went right in those last 20 minutes and the scenes, the absolute limbs in that little, in that little triangle were amazing. But since then it's been pretty miserable forest watching. Uh, yeah. I think that we went, we went a thousand days without beating Derby and you guys are getting close to that. I think, cause you haven't won it. When was the last time you won it? 17 one. It was when Vidra scored in the first minute. Yeah. Yeah. 
that was a miserable day. And since then, then that nil-nil against with Karanka, with Lee Tomlin, packed into a tight forest shirt, which was... Wow. <laughs> that was a sight. Um, but yeah, since then, it's been pretty dull games. And well, obviously not for you guys. You've had probably the better of the last few games with Cousin Richards. And we don't need to talk about when Forrest blew the playoffs. That was You could argue it was down to you. But I won't argue that because that will be too much of a derby. <laughs> Absolute smile. I, I'm sure all the listeners are going, yeah, we stopped them from going to the playoffs. It, well, it yeah, well, Chris Martin's back. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> the silence, just the absolute silence in every Nottinghamshire home right then was just, how have we done this? How have we done this? And we'd done it so many times before, conceded against Reading really late. And from there on in, we just haven't been able to get going. And since since that game, since that goal, that Worrell foul, Forrest haven't been creative, haven't been defensively sound and have been in a right mess. What a way to end. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, good luck tomorrow. I mean it. And thanks for coming on. Yeah, Dom. Hopefully it's a good game. Hopefully we get a, a goal thriller. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm not sure. It's going to be quite exciting football, but good luck to Derby fans. And hopefully you get a... Um, Hopefully we both get a point because I'd happily accept just a point at this stage. I think I would as well. <laughs> <laughs> Top man, mate. Thanks for coming on. Cheers. Cheers.